welcome to Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. If you're re-entering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? To help you find a job that fits your life. Hello, everyone. It is great to be with you today on Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. I'm your host, Lee Coles, and it is February, the month of love. I think we should celebrate love the entire month not just Valentine's Day. I hope you had a good one. I want to use February as an opportunity to develop great habits around appreciating others and taking good care of ourselves. It's that self-care piece that I think so often gets forgotten. And it's easier said than done. Be good to yourself. Take good care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. This is a challenge for everyone, but there's one group of people who really needs help with this. They are hard on themselves, constantly judging and punishing themselves, always wondering if they're doing the right thing. I'm talking about moms. This episode is dedicated to the moms out there. If you're not a mom, this is going to be an especially enlightening episode for you because I know that you have moms in your life, whether it's your own mom, your spouse, your partner, or your friend. You are about to go behind the curtain to see one of the most difficult parts of being a mom. You can't be good to yourself or take care of yourself physically and emotionally if you don't acknowledge what ails you. You can't just pretend all that stuff away. A bubble bath with essential oils is not going to calm you and restore you if you don't face what's upsetting you and making yourself doubt yourself or beat yourself up. One of the biggest challenges a woman faces when she becomes a mom is deciding what to do about her professional aspirations and her need for childcare. She has to go through her options and ask, do I have the option to quit my job and stay home? And if so, should I stay home? Is that what will be best for my child, my family? Will staying at home be best for me? Or if I have the option to keep working and the cost of childcare won't keep me from working, should I do that? Is that what will be best for my child, my family? Will working be best for me? If the decision hasn't been made for you by other circumstances, it's still a difficult one. And it's one that moms beat themselves up over for years. I absolutely questioned what I should do about my career when I became a mom. I was working in the D.C. area for a consulting firm, helping organizations figure out how to recruit and hire the best possible talent for a variety of jobs. When I had my first child, my boy... I made the decision to stay home with them. My husband had a full-time travel job, and we decided that that would be best for my family. So two years later, I had my second child, my daughter, and it would be over a decade before I would be paid for my work again. My kids were two and four when one of my dear friends, an amazing mom who worked full-time, filled me in on the fact that we moms we're in the middle of a war. What? 
I don't get it. Who's fighting whom? She informed me that there was a mommy war going on with two sides. The stay-at-home moms versus the working moms. Like the sharks and the jets, the greasers and the socias. This was 15 years ago, and the book The Mommy Wars by Leslie Morgan Steiner shot to the top of the bestseller list. The full title of the book was... The Mommy Wars, stay-at-home and career moms face off on their choices, their lives, their families. Do you like the full title? That's nothing compared to the book blurb, you know, the summary that's printed on the back of the book, the write-up that appears on the Amazon description. Check this out. Quote, with motherhood comes one of the toughest decisions of a woman's life, stay-at-home or pursue a career. The dilemma not only divides mothers into hostile, defensive camps, but pits individual mothers against themselves, unquote. (sighs) This whole idea was crazy to me. I didn't appreciate that war had been declared, and I was now in a hostile, defensive camp opposite my friends. My mom friends were split almost evenly between at-home and full-time work. They're all amazing mothers who worked or stayed at home for various reasons. I was surprised and sad and caught off guard because this book started a lot of conversations and the media coverage that surrounded it seemed to just stoke the fire as well as all the insecurities that we mom were already dealing with. For the stay-at-home moms, some of the benefits of taking a career break and staying at home are reducing or eliminating childcare costs, being able to see your child all day, being able to oversee your child's schedule and diet, not having to manage or count on a nanny or a caregiver or service. Some of the disadvantages of being at home begin with not bringing home a paycheck being a financial contributor to the family, losing momentum in your career, putting it completely on hold, missing out on opportunities for personal intellectual growth, being with your child all day, potentially losing your identity outside of being a mom. As a stay-at-home mom, I can also tell you that while I, I wouldn't change a thing, I would make the same decision again, I did struggle with that personal identity piece. And I also wondered what kind of example I was setting for my kids. Would my son grow up thinking that women are the ones who should do all the laundry and the dishes and the cooking and the cleaning and the shopping because that's what he saw me do? Would my daughter grow up thinking that she couldn't have a career because her mom didn't have one? Didn't I didn't offer her an example of what it looks like to be a mom and have a thriving career? This was just the constant dialogue in my head. But my friends on the other side of the battlefield had their issues too. Some of the benefits of going back to work full time are bringing home a paycheck, moving your career forward and building expertise in your field, being an example to your child of how women can be parents and build a career, cultivating an identity outside of parenthood, operating more independently throughout your day because you don't have a child always on hand. But the disadvantages are paying for childcare, 
managing a nanny or other childcare employees, coordinating your work schedule to accommodate your child's schedule, not being there with your kids on during those times when you really would like to, still taking on the majority of domestic chores despite the fact that you're working full-time. Female parents, we're talking animal and human We are built to protect our young. Our brains are designed to bond with our child, to look out for danger, to protect our child. So it makes sense that our brain is constantly considering each decision we make and we're questioning how it will affect our child and our family. Our brains are already in turmoil. Moms don't need articles talking about, quote, the bitter divide between mothers who work and stay at home. If you have teenagers or adult children, your career decisions were likely made under the shadow of the Mommy Wars narrative. What I found is that it just isn't true. In fact, my experience raising kids would have been nothing without the input of the moms who are supposed to be facing off against me on the other side of the battlefield. The Mommy Wars made for a great book title, a great headline, but it's all a myth. The first myth is that moms reside in hostile, defensive camps. I found instead that stay-at-home moms and working moms could have a symbiotic relationship. Some of my closest friendships were forged because I was at home and my kids' classmates had parents who worked full-time. So I brought the kids back to my house after school or to a park to play. I'd drive them to activities they shared with my kids, whether it was ice skating lessons or soccer practice or a trip to a pumpkin patch. And I was so happy to do this because my children were being entertained. They were having fun, developing friendships. And then the weekend would come and my working parent friends would take a turn and they'd invite my kids to the movies and have them over to play, go out for an adventure, and I could have a break and some grown-up time. This symbiotic relationship felt so good. I was helping my working mom friends during the week, making things a little easier for them as they balance the demands of parenthood and a full-time job. And meanwhile, they were taking a hammer to glass ceilings, making professional strides that would help pave the way for my daughter to have a fulfilling career someday. We moms need each other and we're better, happier parents because of each other. And I might add that working mom friends will be there for you when you decide to end your career break. Arm extended, hand ready to grip yours and pull you up. Another myth of the mommy wars is that moms are split into two camps. When looking at motherhood and careers, you are not put into one category versus another. You don't have to pick sides. In fact, there are no sides. I watched as friends worked for a while and then decided to stay home or stayed at home for a while and then went back to work. And if you haven't listened to episode 19 of my podcast, Will Your Career Hurt Your Family? Check it out. I talked to the amazing Jody Schilling, otherwise known as the Good Mom Coach, and she talks about how she stayed at home and went back to work several times as her needs and the needs of her family fluctuated. And she talks about how you can be a good mom no matter what decisions you make. 
The point is there's no one right way to do this. Opportunities may arise when it will be perfect for you to go back to work or you'll feel the pull to go back and you'll go with it or you'll need to go back to work. There may be other times when you're presented with an opportunity to stay at home or maybe you're working full time, but then you need to switch jobs. You may wind up having a break in between. Moms don't want to pick a side. They want more options and less judgment. I've watched as friends and fellow moms look for flexibility in their work. We want work that's flexible and meaningful, and we want a career that fits our life. LinkedIn did a poll of 3,000 working parents, and the results came out right before the pandemic slammed the U.S. It's a really interesting before snapshot. They found that 63% of both working professionals and hiring managers agreed that there are unnecessary obstacles in place that make it challenging for mothers to advance in their careers. 64% said that lack of schedule flexibility is the biggest challenge. And one third of working moms said that executives should be more outspoken on policies that support working parents to foster a more inclusive, equal workplace. I'm guessing that the other two-thirds thought they should just grin and bear it, (laughs) tough it out, like women have always done. It took a global pandemic for people to truly see and appreciate all that mothers do, whether moms are employed or whether they're at home. In the midst of this cultural awakening, it became increasingly clear that policies that support working moms were long overdue. Working moms have struggled, and now their challenges have been amplified. And the challenges of stay-at-home motherhood got more visibility, too. It's because it's harder to deny that caring for children is hard work, even when it's unpaid. And the very same conflict between domestic responsibilities and employment that makes life miserable for mothers in the work in the labor force has been pushing others out of it for decades. Belittling those domestic responsibility only gives employers license to ignore rather than accommodate them. In what has been named the She Session, 4.5 million women have left the workforce in the past two years. And a recent article in Time magazine stated that the pandemic revealed that, quote, we have built an entire economy on the backs of unpaid and poorly paid women. It goes on to say, quote, even as gender roles have shifted in the U.S., the expectation that the mother will be the parent primarily responsible for maintaining the household and taking care of the children, no matter what else she has on her plate, is still true today. Never has this been clearer than during this pandemic, unquote. Sometimes it takes something big, something disruptive to make change. COVID has been this big disruptor. It has changed the face of work forever. I would like to say that COVID has now crushed the myth of the mommy wars. There's a new sense of solidarity. More of us recognize that employed or not, we're all doing our best within a system that was not built for mothers. It's more clear now than ever that paid employment isn't the only kind of valuable work. Moms that are paid and not paid don't need to exist in two separate categories of mother. 
And there's been a call to normalize the need for women to receive help with childcare and to implement better social and family policies that allow women to work outside the home. The corporate world is changing in ways that allow for flexible work. Companies realize that work doesn't have to be confined to an office. Work can be done remotely and during non-traditional hours. Employees are increasingly empowered to set their own schedules. Career breaks are being normalized. Every one of us knows someone whose work has been impacted by the pandemic. We no longer have to pretend that our work is separate from our life. And all we need to do is just figure out how to balance it. (laughs) Our lives are multifaceted. It is very clear now. Our work, family, friends, physical, emotional, and mental health all needs to be attended to. Which brings me back to February and love. of others and of the choices they make and of ourselves and the choices that we make for ourselves and our families. We're all just doing the very best we can. I wish you only the best for now, the rest of February and beyond. Until we get together again next week, please take good care of yourselves and know that I'm cheering you on. Hey, if you're going back to work after a career break, I have a gift to help you get started. It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, Get the Four Simple Steps Now. That's careersequel.com. Get the four simple steps now. See you there.